Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina min sayyati amalina Man yahdillahu falamudilla lahu wa man yudlilu falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh وصفيه وخليله وخيرته من خلقه وأمينه ألا وحيه أرسله رب رحمة للعالمين وحجة على خلقه وعبادي أجمعين وأسأل الله أن يجعلنا من صالح أمتي وأن يحشرنا يوم القيامة في زمرتي ثم أما بعد أولا يا عباد الله Usikum wa nafsi bitakwa Allah Faqad faza al-muttakun Kama wasabina Allahu Azza wa Jal Fi kitabi hina ma kal Walakad wasayna Alladhina utul kitaba Min kablik Wa iyaakum anittakullah First and foremost O servants of Allah I exhort myself and yourself to observe The taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In open and in secret for indeed those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to their apparent affairs and with regards to their secret affairs, indeed these are the successful ones. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us from amongst him. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ibadallah, having high aspirations and being eager and diligent with regards to attaining those matters which is beneficial for the Muslim in his worldly life, and with regards to his year after, is something the deen of Islam encourages us with. And it is something that the deen of Islam motivates us with. And this is to have himmatun nafs. To have aspirations as a Muslim. It is part of the natural disposition of a believer. That a believer strives with regards to all of his affairs to attain those matters which is beneficial for him. Beneficial with him with regards to his worldly life and beneficial with regards to his affairs of his year after. Ibadullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in his book and he says, وَلَا تَجَعَلِ الدُّنْيَا أَكْبَرَ هَمِّنَا وَلَا مَبْلَغَ إِلْمِنَا Or rather the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam tells us in the hadith narrated in At-Tirmidhi and it's a supplication which the Prophet Sallallahu often used to make. Allahumma la taj'ali dunya akbar hammina wa la mablagha ilmina. He used to say in his supplications, O oh Allah, do not make this worldly life my highest of aspirations, and nor make it the extent of my knowledge. And this shows us that the believer, he strives to attain those matters which is beneficial for him, in his worldly life, but ultimately he uses these means with regards to the year after. Ibadullah tujma'u himmati ala al-watloobi tafakkuri thalathati umurin. That attaining high aspirations and being eager and diligent with regards to attaining matters which is beneficial, it is acquired by way of three means. Awaliha al-hirsu ala ma yanfa' فَمَتَى غُفِقَ الْأَبْدُ إِلَى مَا يَنْفَعُهُ 
harasa alay. And the first of these principles, it is to be eager and diligent with regards to acquiring those matters which is beneficial. And here we have to stop and reflect that whatever we strive for, it must be something which is beneficial. Something which benefits us in our worldly life, firstly, and secondly, it must be an affair that will not harm us in the year after. So many people desire wealth, but the way they attain this wealth, sometimes it will harm the year after. But no matter what the means is, they will take this means to acquire wealth. So we need to be eager and diligent with regard to those matters which benefit us. And the greatest matters which benefit us, it is matters of the Akhirah. فَمَتَى وُفِقَ الْعَبْدُ إِلَى مَا يَنْفَعُهُ حَرَسَ عَلَيْهِ When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the abd, his servant and his worshipper, the divine tawfiq, to acquire that which is good, the servant acquires that. ثَانِيهَا The second principle with regards to attaining beneficial things is الْإِسْتِعَانَةُ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ فِي تَحْسِيلِهِ That when we set out to attain any beneficial matter. There is no way for us to attain this beneficial matter except by seeking the divine aid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we seek the aid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to attaining this matter. And this is the Muslim self-confidence model. It is not based upon the nafs. It is not based upon your own ability your own intellectual capacity, your own physical ability, but rather the Muslim confidence model, it is based upon thiqa billah. It is based upon reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah azza wa jal is the one who has given us our intellectual capacities. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has given us our physical abilities. And therefore we say, as the Prophet taught us, a treasure from amongst the treasures of Jannah is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And this is the motto of a believer. That there is no ability to move and there is no power except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we seek the help of Allah azza wa jal. As the poet said, إِذَا لَمْ يَكُنْ أَوْنٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِلْفَتَاءِ فَأَوَّلُ مَا يَجْنِي عَلَيْهِ اجْتِهَادُهُ The poet said that if there is no aid and assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لِلْفَتَى for a young man فَأَوَّلُ مَا يَجْنِي عَلَيْهِ اجْتِهَادُهُ Then the first thing that will transgress against him it is his own hard work. Because the person did not seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, he depended upon his own abilities. Thalithiha, the third principle with regards to attaining matters which is beneficial, is Adamul Ajzi and Bulughil Bughiati Minhu. Is not being helpless with regards to attaining the desired goal. Not being lazy, taking the prescribed means and placing your trust upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not fading reliance, not having what the scholars refer to as tawakul, not taking the means and then relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Rather, Islam, the Quran and the Sunnah, it encourages us to exhaust all of the means we have at our disposal and then we place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who adopted this approach, he is a mutawakkil. He is the one who truly places trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the abd of Allah azza wa jal will find the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah azza wa jal says, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ That whomsoever relies solely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Adopting this approach which we have mentioned, فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ You will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala suffices him with regards to all of his needs. And these three principles about Allah, it has been gathered in a hadith, a very, very well-known hadith, which is reported in Sahih Muslim. On the authority of Abu Huraira, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who said, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk, wasta'in billah, wa la ta'jiz. The Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, said, be eager and be diligent with regards to those matters which benefit you. And this is with regards to the worldly life and with regards to the year after. That a believer is diligent and is eager with regards to attaining beneficial things for himself. And then the Prophet says, Wasta'in billah. And seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Implore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek help from Allah Azza wa Jal alone. Wala ta'jiz. And do not be lazy in your approach. Do not be lazy in your approach. Strive, work hard, plan and plot to attain those matters which is beneficial to you. And then the Prophet والسلام, he tells us, وَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ شَيْءٌ فَلَا تَكُلْ لَوْ أَنِّي فَأَلْتُ كَذَا أَوْ كَذَا لَكِنْ كُلْ قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ وَمَا شَافَعَلُ So even if you adopt this approach, you are eager and diligent with regard to those matters which are beneficial to you. And you seek the help of Allah. And you take the means. Sometimes things will not go the way we planned. Sometimes we will fail. Sometimes we will lose. And this is the reality of the dunya. But the Prophet said, And if you are afflicted with something, Then don't say, لَوْ أَنِّي فَأَلْتُ كَذَا أو كَذَا Don't say, if only I had done such or such. Meaning after this calamity hits you and you face some type of loss with regards to yourself or your family or your business, don't say, walaw. If only I had done such and such, then this would never occurred. But rather, the Prophet also teaches us the believer's approach. And he says, rather say, قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ Rather say, this is what Allah Azza wa Jal has decreed and he does as he wishes. For the Prophet والسلام, tells us, once you say low, you open up the door for shaitan. And this usually leads a person to sadness and depression. Because this matter it has transpired. It is something which has occurred in the past. And there is no way for you to go back and to change it. And so people grieve and they have sorrow 
over matters which occurred in the past that they cannot change. If we have this approach, then our hearts are settled and our minds are free from overthinking. Qaddar Allahu wa ma shafa'al. Ibad Allah, having our aspirations is something that each and every single one of us must strive for. وَقَالَ الْجُنَيْدِ رَحِيمُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مَا طَلَبَ أَحَدٌ شَيْئًا بِجِدٍّ وَصِدْقٍ إِلَّا نَالَهُ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَنَلْهُ كُلَّهُ نَالَ بَعْضَهُ He said that no person ever sought out to acquire and attain something beneficial and he had this approach, he exerted himself and he was truthful with regards to what he wanted to attain إِلَّا نَالَهُ except that he will attain it. And he says if he had this approach of striving and truthfulness with regard to what he wanted to attain, فَإِن لَمْ يَنَلْهُ كُلَّهُ If he doesn't attain everything what he set out for, he attains some form of it. And this shows us the thamara, the fruit of good work and striving and being diligent and seeking the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The great scholar Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said in his kitab al-Fawaid إِذَا طَلَأَ نَجْمُ الْهِمَّةِ فِي ظَلَامِ اللَّيْلِ الْبَطَالَةِ رَدِفَهُ قَمْرُ الْعَزِيمَةِ أَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرْضُ بِنُورِ رَبِّهَا Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said If the star of aspiration rises in the darkness of the night's idleness رَدِفَهُ قَمْرُ الْعَزِيمَةِ it is followed up by the moon of resoluteness. And when this occurs, أَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرْضُ بِنُورِ رَبِّهَا When this occurs, the earth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes filled up with the light of Allah azza wa Ibadallah, that which causes us to aspire and strive for, for for high aspirations with regards to our worldly life and with regards to the matters of the year after, it is reflecting over the condition of the people who came before us. And this is recognizing the status of the Salaf and looking how diligent they were with regards to seeking knowledge and how they strove to acquire knowledge. For up until this very day, because of their sincerity and because of their high aspirations and their truthfulness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their names have been carved in the annals of history. And for this reason, Ali ibn Abi Talib said, فَعِشْ بِإِلْمٍ وَلَا تَبْغِي لَهُ بَدَلًا النَّاسُ مَوْتَى وَأَهْلُ الْإِلْمَ أَحْيَى He said, live for knowledge and seek no compensation for it. النَّاسُ مَوْتَى وَأَهْلُ الْإِلْمَ أَحْيَى the people have died, but the people of knowledge, they are still alive. And how are they alive? They are alive by the mention of their names. They have many great companions and scholars from Manki Tabi'in and the Atba'i Tabi'in and scholars from throughout the history of Islam that when we mention their names, we say Rahimullah Ta'ala. And many of them have passed on ages ago, but today the good mention is still mentioned in our history. 
Abu Abdullah Ahmad ibn Hanbal, whilst he was a young boy, and sometimes he wanted to leave his home in the early morning to seek knowledge. And he would want to leave his home before Fajr. And he would want to attend and frequent the circles of the scholars. And then his mother, out of showing mercy towards him, would take him by his stove and say, you will not leave this house up until the adhan for Fajr is rendered or up until the people wake up. And this was the approach of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, the Imam of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah in his time when he was a young boy, perhaps six, seven or eight. And for this reason, he is who he is, because he had this high aspiration with regard to seeking knowledge, and he was truthful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his pursuit of this knowledge. Another great story we can narrate is the story of Khatib al-Baghdadi, the famous muhaddith of this ummah. And it's been reported that he read Sahih al-Bukhari in three majalis. He read the compendium known as Mustan al-Sahih, the compendium of Imam al-Bukhari. He read it in three majalis, in three sittings. The first two of these sittings, it took place from the time of Maghrib up until Fajr. And the third majlis, it took place from the early part of the morning up until Maghrib, and he completed the reading of the book up until Fajr of the next morning. And this shows us the aspiration of the scholars of the past. About this Imam al-Dahabi rahimahullah ta'ala said, وَهَذَا شَيْءٌ لَا أَعْلَمُ أَحَدًا فِي زَمَانِنَا يَسْتَطِيعُهُ And Imam al-Dahabi is like a 7th century scholar. He said, and this is something, لَا أَعْلَمُ أَحَدًا فِي زَمَانِنَا يَسْتَطِيعُهُ This is something which I don't anticipate to expect any person to do in our times. And Imam al-Dahabi himself is a great scholar of this ummah. So we ask the question, where is our aspiration as Muslims? Many of us shout slogans and many of us adopt titles, but where are we in terms of the aspiration of the Salaf in seeking knowledge? Many of us sitting here today has perhaps completed a study of the compilation of Imam al-Nawi, known as the 40 hadith And some of us, Wallahu Musta'an, we don't even know what the 40 hadith is. How many of us knows the names of the compendiums of the great scholars of this ummah? But yet, we adopt slogans and we choose titles for ourselves, but we are distant from those titles. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant us afiyah. Ameen. Ibadullah, another great story we can narrate is the story of Muhammad ibn At-Taban. And when he began studying, his mother used to show mercy to him because he would read in the night, and he would read in the darkness of the night. And we know that reading in the darkness is a cause why people become blind. And for this reason, we will find that many of our scholars and the scholars that we interacted with in Medina and around Saudi Arabia, they are blind. So what is the reason for this? It's because they used to read in the darkness of the night. And so his mother used to show mercy to him. 
and she didn't want him to read in the evening. And so she would place a very, very heavy vessel upon the lamp that he would use to read. And then Muhammad ibn Taban, he would feign as if he was tired. He would act as if he was tired. And once his mother would lie and go rest, he would take out the misbah, he would take out the lamp, and he would continue studying. And this shows us the high aspiration of these great scholars. Ibadallah, fakun rajulan rijluhu ala thara sabita, wahamatuhu, wahamatu himmatuhu fawka thurya asamika, wala takun shabal badani, ashyabal himmati, fa'in himmata sadiq la tashib. أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله لي ولكم من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه غفور رحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة على من لا نبي بعده وبعد إباد الله قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيثما كنت واتبئ سيئه الحسنه تمحوها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن رواه الترمذي the prophet sallallahu exhorts us and advises us and he says fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you may be and follow up an evil deed with a good deed for it will expiate it and interact with people in a goodly manner and this hadith is found in At-Tirmidhi. Ibadallah, fakun rajulan rijluhu ala thara thabita, wahamatu himmatu fawka thurya asamika, wala takun shabal badani ashabal himmati, fa inna himmata sadiq la tashib. Servants of Allah, be a man whose feet is firmly upon the ground. And his crown, it is his aspiration, which is above his head, which reaches the stars. And do not be a young person. Do not be a young person in terms of your physical nature, but your aspiration is that of the old. For the aspiration of the truthful one, it never ever becomes old. Because the aspiration of the believer is always to strive to achieve the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to seek redemption with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his sins, and to attain the pleasure of Allah azza wa jal. Ibadallah, kana abul wafa ibn aqil, ahadu adhkiya al-alam in fuqa'i al-hanabila, yunshidu wa huwa thamaneen. One of the great scholars of the Hanbali madhab, Abu al-Wafa ibn Aqil, one of the intelligentsia of his age. He was a genius. He wrote the following lines of poetry that we need to reflect over. He said, Ma shaba azmi, wala hazmi, wala khuluqi, wala walai, wala dini, wala karami. Wa innama, wa innama atadu sha'ri ghayra sibratihi, wa shaybu fi sha'ri ghayru shaybu. He said, Ma shaba, azmi wala hazmi. He says, 
that my determination has not become old. He says my resoluteness has not become old. He says my character and my mannerisms have not become old. And he says my allegiance has not become old. He says my religion has not become old, nor my nobility has become old. But he says, وَإِنَّمَا شَعْرِ غَيْرَ صِبْغَتِي He says, rather my hair has become grey when I don't dye it. And then he closes and he says, وَشِيبُ فِي الشَّعْرِ غَيْرُ شِيبُ فِي الْهِمَمِ He says that greyness in hair, it is not oldness in aspiration. And so this shows us that no matter where we are in our journey, it is never too late. Whether it comes with, re with regards to our worldly life or matters of the year after. But the important thing is that we start and that we are truthful with regards with regards to those matters that we set out to attain and that we seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who we will surely find Allah azza wa jal at our aid. We end upon this note. وَهَذَا وَصَلُّ رَحِمَكُمُ اللَّهِ عَلَى خَيْرِ الْبَرِيَّةِ وَأَزْكَى الْبَشَرِيَّةِ صاحب 